Writers Podcast Lab production. Written and voiced by Randy Sanders. Produced by Purple Crow Productions. Elk Boy. It's alive. In the last episode, Fergus Victor's wife, Ida June, asked the sheriff to remove her husband from the basement and take him to the hospital so he may be properly examined. Her concerns stem from him being down there for over 24 hours, naked, claiming to have seen the elk boy and believing it's Satan. And now episode four, Elk Boy, It's Alive. Oregon State Trooper Tom Dixon and Chinook County Sheriff's Deputy Waddy Rains race up Highway 130. They're on their way to Fergus Victor's Ranch, hidden away up in the coast range near the county line. They reach his mile-long private road and continue up the hill towards the impressive three-story Swiss-style chalet. A tall white picket fence separates the road from the grassy horse pasture where his prized Arabians graze. Spooked from the bar lights on the patrol cars, a black stallion rears on his hind legs and punches the air with his front hooves like a prize fighter. His nostrils flare wide like silver dollars and his long mane whips in the wind like the mast of a Spanish galleon at sea. He drops on all fours and explodes up the hill past the patrol cars as a dozen mares follow in his wake. Fergus Victor's three-story cedar Swiss chalet sits high on a bluff overlooking his 1,200 acres of forest land. A massive bronze sculpture of a mounted uniformed Confederate officer greets visitors. He clenches the reins with his left hand and points his revolver towards the sky with the right. As I arrive, Trooper Dixon and Deputy Reigns wait patiently outside their vehicles. Good morning, Sheriff. Dixon greets me as Deputy Reigns makes eye contact and taps the brim of his hat with two fingers. Good morning, guys. Listen, I'm sorry, but we're on our own. Deputy Lee is a no-show. Corporate meeting in Trout Lake with the white supremacists again, eh, Sheriff? You know about that? Well, yeah, who doesn't? I look at Deputy Reigns, who nods. Well, me, for one, I sheepishly admit. Third time this month he's taken duty time off without permission. Hmm, sounds like he wants to kick off his campaign with a good politically charged story, eh? 
You think he's aiming to take a run at me? In the upcoming sheriff's race? Looks that way, he says, watching for my reaction. The Sons of Thor are recruiting radical Republican fascists and racists for their agenda, just like the Nazis did with their brown shirts. Should they get their people elected to key positions? God forbid. They'll lock down the election process and keep power permanently. Our belief is that Fergus Victor and Harley Houston are at the forefront of this here in Chinook County. That's essentially fascism, Dixon. Indeed it is. He shrugs. You think any decent law-abiding American saw this coming? We've taken democracy for granted for much too long. An uncomfortable silence hangs over us as Deputy Reigns turns away. I look down at my shoes. But there's hope here, gentlemen. For instance, the governors of Washington, California, and Oregon have assembled a special investigative unit to root out white supremacy on the West Coast. Myself and a hand-picked team are working together on a secret project called Operation Restore Democracy. What in the hell motivates these people, Dixon? The same thing that motivated the Nazis and all other white supremacy groups. It's hate. But understand, the sons differ from, say, the skinheads or the pansy-ass poor boys. While those thugs beat people to death with sticks and flags on the Capitol steps to get inside, the sons of Thor use the same tricks that communist Chinese have owned. Nationalism, influence, and propaganda. For those who don't fall in line, there's education camps. The sons use patriotic songs, the American flag, and the Bible. They get inside the great halls of power using conspiracy, not sticks. Thankfully, the Nazis have been destroyed, but the communists of China are very much alive and, well, expanding their brand. Just look at Hong Kong and Taiwan. The sons take note of this. So they want to turn America into a fascist government? He lowers his voice. His eyes wander about, looking for eavesdroppers. Indeed they do. Look what they've done already with voter suppression laws. White supremacy is no longer confined to the South, gentlemen. Why, California has the most white supremacist organizations than any other state. By using Christianity as their lubricant... The Sons of Thor are rebuilding the Republican Party into an image of a fascist regime, denouncing immigration and racial equality. They're successfully overturning abortion laws. Now they have their sights on ending same-sex marriage. Ultimately, they will make America into an all-white nationalist country if we don't stop them. If they get their people in the key elected positions, they can remain in power indefinitely by ending free and fair elections. It's no different than Iran, Russia, North Korea, Venezuela, etc. By key positions, you mean... City council, county commission seats, state legislative seats, the lieutenant governor, and the governor's positions. But the real gem is your job, the county sheriff. Getting their own county sheriffs elected is critical for their agenda. You see, this is the most powerful elected position at the local and state level. Seriously, Dixon? How so? Remember at the height of the pandemic when governors issued mask-wearing mandates? Well, 
then you should also remember the many county sheriffs in red districts who refuse to enforce their own governor's policy. Well, yeah. Now tell me, what did those governors do about it? Well, nothing. They, what, what could they do? Exactly. Just like the sanctuary laws, state legislatures voted to protect immigrants from being detained, and sheriffs detained them anyway. Same thing happened with anti-gun legislation. States passed laws to restrict guns to people who are dangerous, and county sheriffs refused to enforce those laws, too. You can't do a damn thing about it. Sheriffs can do as they damn well please. It's a great point, Dixon. I never thought of that, that... And to make matters worse, those same sheriffs became political rock stars in the eyes of Republican voters for thumbing their noses at the law. How ironic that is. A sheriff ignores any laws they choose, yet taxpaying citizens don't get that privilege. But eventually this can be litigated. And then what? Come on. You honestly believe Republican judges will do the right thing here? Republican-appointed judges are in on it. They're all religious fanatics and racists as well. They don't give a damn about fascism as long as it maintains their religious positions. Like I've always said, Dear Jesus, save me from your followers. You paint a bleak picture, Dixon. I knew this Elk Boy thing was a setup. Of course it is. Just another exercise in propaganda. Realizing we're here to do a job, I have to change the subject. Okay, gents, let's get this done. I say, putting on my rubber gloves. We need to get Fergus out of the basement, and I don't want anyone getting hurt. Also, please, no leaks to the media. We have enough fake news going around now without Harley or Daryl Swine's damn gossip tabloid spinning this any farther. Dixon and Reigns nod and smile. Since Fergus trusts me, I'll go down there. Don't come till I call. Stay near the house, but make sure he doesn't see you near the windows. Looks like your media blackout thing isn't working. We turn to see Daryl Swine drive up in his beat-up old Toyota Celica and park behind our patrol cars. He jumps out and immediately takes photos with his cell phone. Waddy, get him out of here. Tell him to go park down at the bottom of the hill. If bullets start flying, we can't protect his ass. Roger that, Sheriff. I move towards the basement stairwell and slowly turn the handle. Ferg? Fergus, you down here? It's me, Sheriff McKinley. What you want, Seth? Come to chat. Ain't nothing to chat about. Go on, leave me be. I carefully step inside and close the door behind me. I proceed down the stairs a couple of steps. Heard you saw something in the woods. Hoping to see where he's got the rifle, I take a few more steps down the stairs. My foot lands on a creaky plank. I said there's nothing to chat about, you damn varmint. Wood chips scatter every which way behind me. I turn to see a crater the size of a grapefruit in the wall behind my head. He just fired at a county sheriff with intent to kill. That's 30 years in the slammer right there, pal. 
Oh, come on, Seth. If I had intent to kill, you'd be deader than shit, and you damn well knows it. I realize he's right. No one in this county can handle a gun better than Fergus. I work my way down a few more steps until I see him perched between the laundry sink and the water heater, the rifle wedged between his knees. I'm here because Ida June asked me to take you to the hospital. If you're here to talk, get to talking. Best leave your weapon on the stairs. I pull my handgun from its holster and set it on the step beside me. His eyes move past me and up the stairs. God damn it, Seth, I told you to come along. I turn to find Reigns and Dixon standing right behind me. They heard the gunshot, Berg. What the hell do you expect them to do? Cops don't like it when people shoot at their partners. Best call them off. I motion for Reigns and Dixon to hustle back up the stairs and outside. You discharge that thing again, Ferg, all bets are off. We'll have Portland SWAT and a couple hundred cops surrounding this place. Fergus is stark naked, the rifle still wedged between his knees. His eyes are bloodshot. Obviously, he hasn't slept all night. Lay the gun against the sink and tell me what you saw in the woods. Oh, hell, Seth. I saw the Antichrist help, boy. Pure-ass evil shit here. Satan has gone and mixed up the body of a 16-point bull elk with the face of a youngin'. Now, if that ain't devil shit, well, then I sure as hell don't know what is. He points his gnarled index finger at me. That there's your deep state ISIS socialist Democrat party working with Satan to pull this evil shit off. That's crazy talk, Ferg. Like hell it is. Calm down. Just tell me what happened. Uh, I was taking gun deliveries with Motion Crick with the retard kid. Stop. No decent person uses that term. Besides, there's nothing wrong with Delmont, aside from his stuttering issue. Well, he's still an Arab, ain't he? Listen to you. You call yourself a Christian. And you spew this racist trash. I am a Christian, goddammit. Besides, Jesus and his apostles used to joke around with each other all the time. His apostles were all over the map. Arabs, Iranians, Assis, Jews, Palestinians, Al-Qaeda's. Hell, there was even some Taliban fellers. Says so in the Bible. You know they was all jealous because Jesus' old man was a money changer. Jesus' father, Joseph, was no money changer. He was a carpenter, a poor man. Hell, I sure as hell don't know any carpenters that are poor. <laughs> Some bitches charge damn near 80 bucks an hour. Nah, that there's your Catholic talk. Joe liked to build cabinets and shit on the weekends. That's where that carpenter thing comes in. Truth is, it was a banker, a money changer, as they said back then. Have you ever actually opened the Bible? Or do you just wave it around in those crappy TV commercials you run? Call me a liar, Seth. Joe published a damn Bible, too. His relatives are probably still living high in the hog from them the relatives. Of course, 
Joe's brother became king and published his own version. You ever hear of the King James Bible? Took royalties right out of old Joe's pocket. Created one hell of a family feud. But your Catholics never talk about that shit now, do they? I realize it's ridiculous to argue with Fergus. Ever wonder why they never refer to Joe and Mary as Christ? Even their son was Jesus Christ. And why the hell weren't they Joe and Mary Christ? The Christs. <laughs> Unless they was like Eurasians and they had their names all ass backwards. You know how they do. Tell me about Delmon. Where is he? Hell if I know. Antichrist Elkboy took him right under my nose. Find that there devil critter and you'll find the kid. I stopped and gave him a ride to Maybab's diner where he works. Had me a delivery. So as I turned off motion quick, it was foggy and I couldn't see shit. You know how it gets up there in the woods. That's when the Arab jumps out of the truck and volunteers to find an address sign for me. Fergus gets to his feet and walks over to the laundry sink. Still naked, he bends over and presses his mouth to the faucet to take a drink. As he does, his saggy, hairy ass cheeks point in my direction, resembling a couple of roadkill possums hanging side by side. Come on, Ferg, put on a blanket, would you? I don't want to see that nasty crap. No can do. I got to stay in the raw, Seth. He says, flashing a grizzled grin. Waiting for the Lord to arrive with my soul. If and I'm wearing clothes, why a spirit won't be able to get my soul back inside, you see? Can't take that chance. I'll just cover up. I reach into the laundry basket and toss him a blanket. What happened next, Ferg? Well, I hears a strange kind of humming sound. Like that there low hum in the factory when everyone's at lunch. Then the Arab kid starts to screaming like he's getting his asshole reamed out. I look up to find the light coming down through the trees. You know, like a Coast Guard chopper hovering above the water, looking for survivors or something. I ain't making this shit up, neither. That's when I sees a 16-point bull elk with his ass towards me. So I grabs my rifle. Wait, 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 wait. You are going to poach it? Poach? Oh, hell. It ain't elk season, is it? <laughs> but I didn't shoot him, did I, Seth? I guess not. Then what? Well, the fog opens up, and this here bull elk turns around to look over his shoulder at me. That's when I see the most bizarre evil shit I've ever seen in my goddamn life. You see, Seth, this here elk had the face of a youngin'. Like a boy? Yeah, a boy's face. Right there where the elk's face should be. Looked like a choir boy. Giving me goosebump willies right now just thinking of it. That saint messing with me, Seth. And he was sent there by the deep state socialist democrats. Same ones who want to take away our guns. And how do you know this? You call me a liar, Sheriff. Easy, Fergus. I've known you to pull off some pretty crazy stunts to sell guns. 
Like that time you had the high school girls in their cheerleading outfits riding phallic handguns handing out coupons for ammo in front of the boring sow grocery outlet. Or that time you got Harley Houston to dress up as a 44 Magnum during the Halloween fest, handing out candy to kids. I saw the devil, Seth. This here ain't no stunt. That there elk boy shit is the Antichrist, and it done stolen my soul, Seth. Only way I can get my soul back is to hunt it down and kill it. I never knew the devil to look like a bull elk, Fergus. Yeah, that's on account of you don't read the goddamn Bible. It says so right there in the two Corinthians, just like the president told us. Satan's a slick-ass weasel, and he's done dressed himself up as a snake to lure Adam and Eve into that there fuck session. Of course, they was piss-poor Christians to begin with. They weren't Christians. What'd you say, Seth? I said Adam and Eve were not Christians. I won't listen to that blasphemous, Christ-hating talk. Berg, how could they be Christians when Christ wasn't even born yet? No one even knew who Christ was. That there liberal tongue-twisting socialist talk. Berg, you probably saw a bull elk. I'll give you that. As far as the boy part, well, maybe you saw... Delmont's face got confused and your mind started playing tricks. Don't be trying to fool me with... God damn it, Seth. I saw the devil and he's coming for us. I'm a-getting the word out. Satan is working with all your socialist, liberal Democrats who want to take our faith, take our guns, and take our family values. Fergus drops his head and sobs uncontrollably. I have to believe this is some kind of act to get the right wing worked up, but I've never seen him go at it like this. He's just not this good of an actor. I slip his rifle away and empty the chamber. He's curled up in the fetal position, helplessly wailing. I nod to Reigns and Dixon, who send in the medics. They put Fergus on a gurney and carry him upstairs into the waiting ambulance. Elk Boy is a Writer's Podcast Lab production. Written and voiced by Randy Sanders. Produced by Purple Crow Productions. All music written and recorded by Randy Sanders. For additional music, please see our Facebook page, Writer's Podcast Lab. And remember to like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all information on new episodes, Elk Boy merchandise and new series premieres. If you like this series and want to hear more, consider a simple contribution of $5. Contact Elkboy 
at yahoo.com. Every contribution helps make this costly podcast a reality. Thank you.